Hello, everybody. Welcome back into Talk Off. It is Thursday, April 20th. Ayo! April 21st. Oh, right. Uh, it is <laughs> April 20th, the day we are recording this, though. Uh, Zach, some big news today. Some big news out of Major League Baseball today. There's, a, there's actually a, a few things that are pretty big news in the game. First, I'm going to talk about the Max Scherzer situation. Max Scherzer tossed out of the game on Thursday against the Dodgers in the third inning, I believe, third or fourth inning, uh, because of foreign substance. Now, he claims there was just just rosin on his hands, and that's what caused the uh, apparent foreign substance accusation, I will say, from umpire. I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of his name, to be honest with you. I didn't check. But he has been the guy who's tossed, I think now this is his third pitcher that he's ejected for a foreign substance violation and no no other umpire in the league has done that yet just want to make that clear true true am i I saying anything wrong he's cracking down so yeah so uh there was definitely some rosin on his hand and uh zach i want to hear your take on this because we were talking a little bit about this pre-show and to be honest with you I don't know enough facts about this yet to really make an informed opinion about it, but it it pretty much looks like Scherzer violated the the rules without him really knowing. Yeah, I I want to give my unbiased Mets take and just get it all out there. Well, so, I'm not, I, I, no, no, don't call. No, it no, no. Like I'm a, not. I'm no. I'm not saying that you are biased. I'm I, you are, but. I'm not saying you're being biased right now. I just say I'm just saying it's good to get a a fan no, take fair. and a no, and a not fan take. Respect so, handshake, handshake. I, 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 good take. So I think that you know this whole situation is it, it's tough because I do agree with you. I think that Scherzer most likely had no idea that he was uh, violating the <clears throat> the whatever you want to call it. The, I guess the rules. I don't think he thought that he was. Because no, the rosin not. mixed with sweat and he's licking his fingers all the time. You mix that moisture with the rosin and you get natural stick. That's why they give you rosin in the right. in the first place. There is limitations apparently that Major League Baseball put in about how much rosin you can use, I guess, because it can be easily mixed with sweat to be really I think, sticky. And- I think it has to be used exclusively on the mound now i don't think you can do it in the dugout or at least like not a noticeable amount like scherzer did yeah so i i mean i i really think this is just a a situation where scherzer really didn't realize that he was violating the rules and most umpires probably wouldn't call that most umpires would probably be like oh it's just rosin who cares and let them go because i i and the reason I think that Scherzer probably didn't know is because these guys are not that fucking stupid. Like they get their hand and their glove checked after every single inning. There is nothing you can get by the umpires. If you bring something that's not rosin out to that mound and put it on your glove, on your neck, right. on your hand, on your arm, they're going to find it. Yep. So I don't think Max Scherzer is stupid enough to actually purposefully use an illegal substance while pitching i don't think he's that dumb because he'll obviously get caught because they check it's not like they don't check so yeah i really and, think this and, is just a mistake right so the uh the umpire was the crew chief uh phil phil cuzzy i believe his name is i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that last name wrong anyway i think you are i think it's right oh okay uh so he, it almost looked like he gave Scherzer the benefit of the doubt too, because the inning prior, he took a look at Scherzer's glove, felt it, definitely noticed a stick to it, and kind of was like, pointed it out and was like, "Get rid of this." So he gave him the benefit of the doubt, and I guess Scherzer post game said that he washed his hands, got a new glove, and I guess maybe reapplied a little bit of rosin and. If there was any stick there, the umpire was going to toss him no matter what after that. Pretty much warning the inning before. Yeah, it, it's really a tough situation, and now he's facing a 10-game suspension. And I also think like, I think 10-game suspension is so funny because it's it, they don't suspend. It's a two-game suspension. It's two games. Right. Like it, He's going to miss two starts. It's a two-game suspension. They should do two starts. 
not 10 games, but right. It's, it's just an unfortunate beat, honestly, for Scherzer. I really think that there's nothing to it except for just unfortunateness, if that's a word, because you know, it really just, I don't really don't think it was his fault. I really, I just don't think he's that stupid to try anything, especially after going in the inning before and he, they made him change the glove. He had to change the glove and everything. I really think he's just not that stupid. So it's just an unfortunate B. I hope this be, doesn't become a thing and umpires really start checking for overuse of rosin because if it is a well, thing, I mean, this is going to get so nitpicked and I'm going to punch, punch someone in the face. So, so this, this raises the question that, so ever since this rule was implemented, which I want to say, what was it, Zach? Like maybe like a quarter of the way or halfway through the season last year, they started to Something really, like yeah. So if I'm, if I'm being honest here, it, it feels to me like this kind of happens around the league still. Like obviously the umpires for the most part, check the pitcher's glove and hands after every inning and mostly every game I've been watching this year. So it seems like a lot more umpires are more lenient with that rule than others. And obviously, Cuzzy here is uh, someone who cracks down on the rule pretty hard. Yeah, clearly. I just think it's stupid. And so, I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with the ejection or the uh, suspension, but I guess it is what it is. We're Mets another blow. And Verlander is, uh, I think he's getting pushed out one more week, so... We're looking for a May return date for Justin Verlander now instead of uh, a next homestand kind of situation. So that's that's disappointing, and it's it is what it is. So I guess I guess Sanga is now the the ace of the Mets for the next two weeks. I mean, it's still not a bad ace. Mm-mm. But after no, that, I'm not saying that. that. I'm just saying it's crazy. We've had like three aces already this year. It is, and the Mets are. Not starting out as hot as you would have hoped, and the year's not starting out as great as it hopes. It seems like ever since the Diaz injury, everything has kind of just spiraled, and the Mets are just trying to get catch their feet. Yeah, I hear you. I um, I don't know. I'm still optimistic because this this road trip has has went a lot better than I've expected. Five and one so far over the West Coast road trip. The only loss coming uh, Wednesday night. No, sorry, Tuesday night in Los Angeles. And uh, that, that was a tough game. Kershaw was dealing, and uh, the offense was stagnant all night. So overall, I'm, I'm super happy with how the Mets are playing right now. Marte, I don't know how long he's going to be on the shelf for, but it appears he's dealing with a, a neck injury, I believe. So we'll see what happens. Zach, the, the Red Sox got a good win today, though. Yes, they did, sir. I watched and that game. They, good game today. They are. They, <clears throat> they honestly are keeping my hopes alive. Um, Can I say this? And it, quick, go ahead. Go ahead. I I in very much enjoy watching the Boston Red Sox play baseball. They are a fun team to watch. They are a fun team to watch. It's because of the hitting. They have potential mm-hmm. every yep. every single game to go out there and score ten runs because. While they don't have that insane power like a team like the Yankees might have, and they don't have insane on base like a team like the Guardians, or they don't have, you know, just the insane athletes that the Astros have, but they have just like a little bit of everything. You'll see amazing hitting from Rafael Devers. He'll swing two of his swings in a game will make you go, "Oh my god!" Because you didn't think somebody could swing a bat that fast. No, he smokes the ball. 100%. 100%. Alex Verdugo, the, he is swinging the bat like some of the best players in baseball right now. And <clears throat> yeah, the start that he got out to is is amazing. The Red Sox are slightly rolling. Taking two out of three from Minnesota is phenomenal. After taking three out of four from, from the Angels, when you know we beat <clears throat> the Angels three out of four and people say, yeah, whatever, it's just the Angels. The Twins are one of the hottest teams in baseball, and we just took two out of three. I am beyond ecstatic for that also cool gotta, uniforms today out of the twins the pinstripes on the road they are cool they are cool, cool uniforms they are cool did you know that the red sox and their city connect uniforms are like 17 and 4 uh i did not know that no like why don't we just wear them every game those are the uh the yellow ones right yeah i'm not a, i'm not a big fan i feel oh, like they I, could have done so much some, oh, something a, so much cooler i'm a massive fan 
of those. Like massive. I I want I actually want to buy one of them. I think it's just because like I'm, I also I'm, I hate yellow. I'm just like I hate That's yellow. Fair. But I think it's just because I feel like they could have done something so cool and they did. I just think they're like they represent Boston perfectly. A hundred percent. And they, they do. And I get it, but I think like, let's say they didn't like, things could get, uh, things could get a little dicey here, but let's say the Boston bombing doesn't happen. Right. So we don't have those uniforms then because that's what they kind of represent. I think it would have been cool if they did something like a green for like the green monster. And because the mascots green Wally, you know, Something like that would have been really cool and, you know, a cool design, but it's okay. Yeah, They're still you. amazing. Uh, so let's see. Let's Except see what Corey else Kluber here. sucks. Was he throwing today? No, he threw, he threw yesterday in gotcha. the, the big loss. So some other big news today, Zach. Madison Bumgarner, DFA'd by the Diamondbacks today. I believe he's owed somewhere in the ballpark of $35 million a year by the team. Ooh, okay. That makes me very happy. Thank you, Diamondbacks, for finally doing it. Yeah, he was uh, he was awful, like pretty bad. Like terrible. Yeah, like, pretty bad. Like, I don't even think we can use words to describe yeah. how bad Madison Bumgarner is. So, um... So good for the the Diamondbacks. They're obviously no one's going to pick them up off the waivers. So the D backs will be on the hook for, for paying their paying out the remainder of that contract, which honestly you can say now might be the worst contract that we've had in a long time in baseball. It's very it was very bad, and it, but it was bad when they did it. Like he wasn't good still. Like he he wasn't. So you know Madison Bumgarner is going into his sixteenth major league season. Yeah, and he's also 35 years old. Yeah. So he literally pitched his he made his debut at 19. <clears throat> so pitching the World Series at 20. Yeah. Crazy, Crazy. dude. Crazy. He, he is uh he's been doing it for a very long time. Yep. So it, it'll be interesting to see where he decides to go and what team takes a chance on him. I mean, I've seen a lot the of Rangers. Yeah. Like a that. lot of rain. I've said pretty much that. everything I have seen has said if he's going to go to a team, it's probably going to be the Rangers. He has a lot of relationships over there with a lot of the pitching coaches. He likes the veterans that are over there. So yep. I've heard a lot of if he's if he's going to play more baseball this year, he's going to the Rangers. And I don't think he plans on stop playing. So we'll see what he can do with them. My guess is it's going to be a minor league deal. Yeah. I or, wonder if the Giants would ever get back in the mix for him. I don't know, especially because the Giants already have so much depth in their rotation. It's not like they really need a Madison Bumgarner. I feel like neither do the Rangers, to be completely honest, because what the hell is he going to give you? But Yeah, true. I just think the Giants are just not in the space right now that they need to be going out and getting Madison Bumgarner. They they have enough pitching. They, they signed enough, you know, fucking, what's the word I want to use? Subpar pitching this this off season with mm. like Sean Manaya and Ross Stripling and you know yeah. all those guys. So I hear you. I don't. I really don't think they're in the market for Mad Bum, but that would be cool to see him in that jersey again. Absolutely. Tatis is back. That was. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna Tatis, say for a second. Tatis is back tonight. Tatis is back tonight, and uh, the Padres, man, they are. Uh, Let's just put it nicely, and let's say they're not meeting expectations right now. They're not. And, Chris, it's kind of what we talked about before the season. It's not that Xander Bogarts isn't playing well. It's not that Juan Soto is not playing well. It's not that Manny Machado is not playing well. It's the back-end guys, the the Hassan Kims of the world, the Jake Cronenworths, the uh, what's-his-face, Trent Grisham. Those guys – are not doing it for the Padres right now. It, they're just not. Nelson Cruz, terrible signing, who just terrible. Like the Padres back half of their lineup is doing nothing. The pitching has been okay. Darvish didn't get out to the best start. Snell is is doing all right. And 
Musgrove is was hurt to start the season. I think he made his first start back, but the Padres just aren't. It's exactly what we talked about before the season, which is what's killing them right now. The back half of that lineup and the back half of that rotation that is killing them, and they just they they stink. They stink. They're not playing up to the potential. Hopefully, Tatis will give them a, a little boost, and I think he will. Just the excitement about having Tatis back. I'm sure. Are they are they home tonight? It's a great question. Let me double check. I believe so. I believe. I so. think they. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, because they just played the uh, they played the Atlanta Braves at home. Nope, recently. they're in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Well, they're well, they're not. They're in Arizona tonight. But let me tell you something: if they were home, Petco Park would be going nuts. <clears throat> yeah, is Tatis uh, starting in left tonight? I honestly have no clue. Let me check the lineups. Well, I have to stay up till ten anyway to watch the Met game, so might as well the watch good, that. The good old Mets. Ooh, no, Padres got Michael Walker going tonight. Oh, Kodai Sang is going tonight. Let's rock. on my fantasy team. Can I just say my fantasy team is rolling? Yeah, mine not. Mine's not doing too hot. I had um... Tatis is leading off and playing right field. Oh, they're moving great. Soto's playing left. Machado will play third. Bo- that's just crazy to see Tatis, Soto, Machado, Bogarts. One, two, three, four. Yeah, that's it's a pretty nuts. wild lineup. That's nuts. But then here's the problem: Jake Cronenworth batting two fifteen, Matt Carpenter batting one forty three, Hassan King Kim yeah. batting two fifteen, no, a lot Grisham, of them are two fifteen, Austin Nola one forty. The bottom of the lineup can't hit right now. No, and it's and it's essentially terrible. all the lineup can't hit. Actually, Juan Soto's been hitting a little bit. I mean, he's he's batting under two hundred. Yeah, but he's been hitting some uh, homers for them. So he, yeah, he's like, get, he's getting high. He's getting high. He's got four homers, nine RBIs. Xander Bogart's still swinging the ball and incre- swinging the bat incredibly well, batting three forty two. Uh, this is going to be a great game tonight. These are two phenomenal teams. I mean, the D backs have gotten out to a great start. Corbin yep. Carroll, can we talk about Corbin Carroll for a second? Can we just praise Corbin Carroll? He's incredible. He is in fucking credible. He has seven steals already on the year, four homers. He's batting just under 300 because he didn't start out insanely hot. Yeah, the kid's but fucking – the kid's showing off right now in Arizona. The kid is, is nuts. Batting 292, 11, 11 runs, four homers, eight RBIs, seven steals. The seven steals, dude. My bet for him yeah, to dude, lead he's the league in steals is going to look so Yeah, he's, he's – dude, he's fucking gross. Like the, the Diamondbacks – they got their guy. Let's just say that. And grabbing him on an extension before the season, this is this like if I was a Diamondback fan, I'd be thrilled right now. I would be. If I, I wish I was a Diamondback fan right now. Like they have <laughs> so much to look forward to right now. It, it's insane. And uh, you can't really say that often as a Diamondback fan. Let's just put that out there. Uh, definitely not. No, they, they haven't been able to not. say it for quite a while since like. I don't even know. Randy Did you Johnson. see um, Andrew McCutcheon, the tear he's been on since going back to Pittsburgh? I love it. I love it. We talked about it last episode. I just love it. It looks so right. And there was no, we said before the season, there's nothing we would want more than Andrew McCutcheon to just have a great season just because he's playing in Pittsburgh again. And he's starting out good. And Pittsburgh yeah, is and one the, of the hottest yeah, teams right I was going right to say, Pitt, Pittsburgh is doing phenomenal right now. They're 12-7. and seven, Like, is Pittsburgh nasty? I think Pittsburgh just has so many young guys that are coming up at the same time. They're, they're hitting their window right now. Like their I think window Pittsburgh is about might be to nasty. Come. I think it's just the pitching was good. What was going to hold them back this year? Because I do, I did think they were going to hit. They have a lot of young guys, and then they got Brian Reynolds. You know, Jiwan Bay has been swinging the bat incredibly, and I mean, losing O'Neill Cruz for the next three four months is going to kill them, but. The way this pitching staff has been pitching, when they played the Red Sox, every single pitcher that went out there, I was like, "Who the hell is this?" And they came out. They came out six innings, one earned run, four hits, six Ks. Every single one of them. So the, their pitching staff is carrying them right now, and that's why they're out to such a great start. And it starts like this that can scare some teams in your division. And if you can keep the you know the good vibes rolling for as long as possible. 
This is a team that we saw having 60, 65 wins could end up with 70, 75. You never know. Yeah. St. Louis is, uh, St. Louis is, is ass, dude. Like, just straight up ass. Like, they, they're not good. Contreras is not playing well. They need to make a trade. They need to trade. They don't really I, have I, pitching. I think they need to they're trade. I think they need to. But the problem is, is they have so much capital. They have so many guys that they can trade. They're just not doing it. They're not trading anybody. Honestly, they, have they so should try many, to get Mad Bum. They have so many outfielders, bro. They have so many outfielders. Trade an outfielder. Trade an outfielder. <laughs> trade Tyler O'Neill. He already had the problems with the manager. Clearly, he's not happy. The manager doesn't want him there. Fucking trade him. Trade him for a pitcher right now. You package him. There'd be a lot of teams who would line pro- up top- for, for O'Neill right now. O'Neill plus a top 10 prospect gets you a high-end three, probably a two. Yeah. That's what you need right now because your team right now is made up of a bunch of threes. If that, the only one who has the highest the highest potential there is Miles Michaelis, and he started out like pitching like a grandma out there. He fucking sucks. Wayno is a grandma. He's like a hundred years old. Flaherty <laughs> sucks. Matt sucks. I mean, Flaherty's been pitching okay, but he walks eight guys per nine. That's terrible. So the Cardinals are in a terrible spot. The hitting is yeah. I'm happy we don't have was Steven like, Matz anymore as a Met. Oh, like, oh yeah. I I was I was upset when he left because I was like, damn, like the dude just fucking he just pieced out on us. He was like, I want to sign back with you guys, and then all of a sudden he turned his back on Stevie Coe's. Dude, the hitting was supposed to carry this team, and it's not even performing that well. So that's why they're out to a terrible start because. They have to rely on their hitting to. They have to score at least six runs, honestly, to score because their pitching has been so bad. Right, and they're just not yeah. doing that. And they're they're in Seattle tonight, so it doesn't necessarily get easier for them. But I mean, at the same time, um, Seattle hasn't been playing that well either. So, but they're, it looks like they're starting to heat up a little bit. Julio Rodriguez, Julio Rodriguez, has been um, has been heating up a little bit. He has, and they're they're getting there. They're hitting their stride. I mean, Texas is still leading that division, twelve wins already. They're looking good. Semyon's playing phenomenal. Seager's playing okay, but I think this is a team that we thought had the pieces, but down the stretch, injuries were probably going to kill them, especially in that pitching staff with Avaldi and Degrom and Perez and. Uh, Gray, all those guys that are very injury prone. I think a lot of those guys are probably going to go down midseason, and we won't see Texas leading this division when it comes to June. Probably before that. Yeah. What do you What do you make of the um, of the Degrom news? Did he get hurt? Sorry, I missed it. Did you not see that? I think he, I saw it. He was like, he I was just... pulled from his start because he had uh, I think it was forearm or elbow. Oh yes, 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 yes. I did see it. I did see it. So how do you think that affects the uh, the Rangers? You know, I think this whole thing with Degrom is 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 just so hard because. Obviously, it's going to kill the Rangers because that's the best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. But the problem is, is he's just never fucking healthy. Like, and and I can't even be confident this is a small injury and he's going to be back in a couple weeks. I can't I, I, like that doesn't go through my head because I, I am tainted by the years on the Mets of him just never pitching, and and it sucks because we yeah. don't get to watch the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. So. It says right now that he feels as though he'll be able to make his next start, which is good, but uh, it's definitely concerning that the guy just has soreness in his wrist just out of nowhere. I don't know, man. This guy, it's just like – it does just, just never makes sense to me because if he wasn't so injury and he, prone, and he was throwing a no-hitter at the time. I know he was doing four four no hit innings, and he get he's done he that before. Like on nights that he feels good, like for example, 
there was one start last year where I think he, oh, excuse me, two years ago when he was hurt in 21, he was like, this is at the point in time where DeGrom was like, everyone was like, he's going to win MVP. Remember that time when he had a sub one ERA? So I was at this game and I believe it was in June or July or it might've been May, whatever, it doesn't matter. He struck out, I think the first eight out of 10 batters he faced and then pulled out for the season. Didn't see him till 2022. It doesn't make sense to me. It's so heartbreaking, dude. I was like, he is going to win an MVP. He's going to be our first MVP in franchise history. Like I felt so blessed to have Jacob deGrom as my ace. And now it sucks to see him have the same issues he had in New York, in Texas, but I'm sure he'll, he'll work it out. I don't know what else to say than that. It's, it's, it's a horrible situation for him. It is. It's a, it's a terrible situation because the guy just can't stay healthy. All right, Zach, uh, slight technical difficulty, but we, uh, We'll get through this. We're going to get through it. It's because we don't have Jake. I'm sorry. It's all my fault. We're going to get through it. It's fine. So let, 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 let's move on. Don't, let's move on. Let's move on, of course. I want to talk to you about something, okay? Because I was doing some deep diving today because obviously I, I was very bored and there was nothing Fair to enough. do. Clayton Kershaw. Good guy. Is... A very good guy, very good pitcher. Strange motion. And strange motion, strange leg thing. Just a weird kind of guy, but a good guy. And Clayton Kershaw is in his age 36, 37 season. He's getting up there, 200 career wins. He's getting up there, 200 career wins. The guy's got almost 3,000 strikeouts. Like It's it's incredible, his statistics. 248 career ERA. Dude is a bucket. Now let me ask you a question. Okay, I might have an answer. Would you say that Clayton Kershaw is the pitcher of our generation? Yeah. I think yeah. it's him, Scherzer, and no, Verlander. It, it's probably him. It's probably him because it, I think it's he's him. Had such a like in his heyday, he was pretty much unhittable, and everyone knew that he was going to be in contention for the Cy Young every single season. I didn't really necessarily feel that in the early 2000s with Max Scherzer. Obviously, like around the time that DeGrom started to rise up, it, it was pretty much a battle between him, Nola, and Scherzer as the Cy Young, with Scherzer being in D.C. and then obviously moving to L.A. But in the early 2000s, the or the early 2010s, I'll say, Kershaw dominated that space. He was that guy. And it was him essentially alone with a few guys rising up to to kind of try to dethrone him every year. And Kershaw really coming on top, whether he got that Cy Young or didn't. A hundred percent. I'm on baseball reference right now. And his baseball reference page is unbelievable. But you ready for this? Okay. Between 2011 and 2017, 2011, All-Star, Cy Young Award winner, 12th and MVP, Gold Glove. Wow. 2012, All-Star, Cy Young number two, 16th and MVP. 2013, All-Star, won the Cy Young, 7th and MVP. 2014, All-Star, won the Cy Young, won the MVP. Yeah. 2015, All-Star, Third in Cy Young, 10th in MVP. Next year, fifth in Cy Young. Next year, second in Cy Young. This guy is fucking incredible. The fact that he's won an MVP is unbelievable. The fact that he won the Cy Young MVP in the same year is is unbelievable. He has three Cy Youngs and an MVP. He has a a cheap World Series ring, but I'm still going to give it to him because I love him. And he has learned how to pitch into his age, which I think is one of the best things about him he was also never one of the guys who was really going to go over the go out there and overpower the shit out of you he wasn't going to go out there and pump a hundred 
but the guy knows how to locate the baseball. And that 12 to 6 curveball is obviously probably one of the best curveballs we've ever yeah. seen. If not the best, especially coming out of the left hand with the motion that he has, I think where it, he kind of like drags best. it. He drags it like off his ankle all the way around. It's hard to pick up that ball. And it's just incredible what this guy's able to do with the baseball on the mound. I have another question. Okay. Is he the best lefty pitcher of all time? Uh, I need to do a little more research post, before. Post-1950. Post-World War II. They always say that. Yeah, post-World War II. Uh, I don't know. I, I think so. I, I don't I know. Think so. I, I would have to. I, I might have to so. disagree with you. For Randy, yes, but also, I mean, I, I think Randy is the only one that you could say. Well, I mean, you can make an argument like Tom Glavin might be better. Yeah, you can make that argument. I, I really think I think it's one, two, Randy and Clay Kershaw. And Colfax is going to be, yeah, and then it's, it's Colfax, and then I think it's Colfax. I see, but. Look at the stats. Kershaw, yeah, it's has it's damn close. A lot more, it's damn close. And I, I'm just th- I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just talking because you know this is a podcast. We talk no, baseball. That's it's what, what we, we do. do. And I just think, like, especially, I understand the Randy because I think Randy Johnson, what he did on the baseball field was just incredible because he would throw a hundred in in his younger days and then. The guy pitched until he was fucking 45 years old. He did. Played 22 years in the major leagues. He has had over 3,000 3, strikeouts, I think. He does. The guy has pitched like the most innings ever. When you play 22 years and you're that good for 22 years, honestly, you can't help but say he's probably one of the, the probably the best lefty of all time. But I really think that Clayton Kershaw, I mean, I think Clayton Kershaw definitely has the best spurt of all time by a pitcher. That's seven years is the best seven years I think we'll ever see by a pitcher, especially because it was year after year after year after year. No injury, no big injuries, nothing crazy for seven straight yep. years. I don't think we'll ever see a run like that no, ever just, again. And, so and he had like a 2-1 ERA over that time. It was ridiculous. Oh, it was insane. In that, in those years, he had three years with under a 2 ERA. And every single year was under a two yeah, five. Yeah, in that time frame, one hundred eighteen and forty one, two one ERA, two hundred and seven games started, fourteen hundred innings pitched, two hundred eighty three walks. Like this is ridiculous. He almost had as many. What was his WHIP? His WHIP was under one. Insane. Yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. I just like I really wanted to talk about him. K per nine, like, ten, and he's still doing it. Yeah. He's got like a two-two ERA this year. Like he's still no, doing. He's nuts. still out there carving up lineups. I'll give you that. No, he's definitely the pitcher of our generation. I'll agree with you on that take. All right, good. So what else, man? So what is else it, do you want to talk about? Is it time we? Is it time we talk about the athletics? I think it's time. I think it's time. All right. I think it's. So well, what do we think? News came out the what other day. I mean, the news came out the other day that it's it's almost definitely going to happen. Yeah, they signed a binding agreement with yeah a it's a it's a, it's a it's a resort company that owns this land. So the A's in this company out in Las Vegas have signed this binding agreement, essentially saying that you will build a stadium on this plot of land yeah basically yeah basically the a's bought land in in vegas and they're saying we're building a fucking stadium so it looks like the a's are going to make the move to vegas yeah and uh i wonder when the commissioner is going to announce this i don't know my guess is not for a while probably i know that initial plans are the earliest they would move there is 2027 Yeah, I think that that probably sounds about right, though. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that. no, it's, it it takes like two or three years to 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 get everything put together because they probably have to design a stadium now. 
they still have to yeah they still have to design yeah. a stadium they have to build the stadium and then they have to figure out all the logistics which takes like two years the stadium will probably take what like 18 20 months year and a I half have no clue i don't know how two long years. it takes to it could take to 10 years i have no clue how long i'm gonna it look takes how to much uh or how long look how long it the took rangers. to build sofi or the rangers oh yeah sofi because i just that was just no, isn't sofi and uh cali yeah. What's the uh, what's the one in Vegas? The, it's the I have I no idea. SoFi, SoFi Stadium. I was just trying to think of recent. Fair that enough. I knew the name of. Let's see how long it took. Uh, took four years. Whoa! Took four years to build SoFi. That's a pretty intense stadium, though. But I doubt they're going to put a piece of trash in in Vegas. So. The Vegas Stadium is pretty it nuts. There for a game. Uh, it took thirty-one months. Quick, thirty. How many? How many years? Come on, Zay. Two and a half. Two and a half yes. years. So yeah, I, I mean, I would probably say two to three years to build, and then another two. two. The, the, the Raiders Stadium is two billion dollars. Yeah. Ridiculous, dude. Stuff is exp- steel is expensive. It's also like a really cool stadium. I gotta go there at some point. Yeah. So yeah. all right. So also- now that we got the the whole stadium out of the way, what do you think about the A's leaving Oakland, packing up, leaving a fan base which a lot of people say is probably one of the most loyal fan bases in baseball, even though they may not be showing up to the stadium all the time. But to be to be quite fair to them, like why would you give that team your money when? They're they're not putting a winning product on the field, so like I don't blame them for not going to the games. Yeah, it, it's a really weird situation in Oakland because a lot of times, like, like when people move, when teams move, they they move for a different reasons, you know, ownership or or fans really. And in Oakland, it, it, it's not the fans; it is not the fans because, like you said, Oakland A's fans are very passionate. There may may not be. An incredible, an insane amount of Oakland A's fans. There's not. There really is. No. But the A's fans that there are are very passionate about the A's, and it's impossible to be passionate about this Oakland A's team or the A's of the past three to five years because they've shown absolutely nothing. Ownership has shown nothing, and I agree with you. Why would you want to show up to a game and give your money to these owners who are not putting out a winning product, and they don't want to put out a winning product? It's not that they, their team just sucks. Like The Royals also just suck. The Tigers just suck. Like A lot of teams suck, but there's teams that suck, and then there's the A's because the A's suck, and they don't care that they suck. They want to suck. That's okay for them. So... I think it's a really unique situation. I feel really bad for A's fans, and I but I understand why this move kind of has to be made, yeah. and it's kind of a move we've seen coming probably for the past what ten years. Like, yeah, I it's mean, always it was, been it was in always, question. There whether... was always chatter, and like the city of Oakland didn't necessarily want to give the funding for a new stadium, so it it became pretty inevitable that this this was going to be the move to. And it was going. It was always going to be Vegas. It wasn't going to be anywhere else, essentially, for this team, which makes sense. Like the the Raiders went there from Oakland. It's it's almost a rite of passage now that Las Vegas teams acquire an Oakland team. So, yeah, it, it's I, again, like I really feel bad for A's fans because yeah, so do I. It's just like like that fucking sucks because it, just because your owner doesn't give a shit about your team, obviously they do, but. I'm kind of excited for have to have a Vegas team. I think it's going to be kind of sick. They're obvi- they're definitely going to have to play in a dome because it's going to be too fucking hot there. Yeah, the, I think the, have a the stadium's going to look hundred percent. The stadium's going to look cool. I, I'm curious to see if they rebrand. No, I don't think they will. I think they're going to keep the same colors. Uh, they're going to. They'll definitely probably have like some sort of Vegas on that jersey, but the logo is so iconic of the A's. You can't change that. I don't really think you should change it either. I but I can see them changing. I can definitely see them changing it. We'll have to see and wait what excuse me, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Stop also, chewing on I'm, your iced coffee ice cubes. I'm nubbling on ice cubes right now. Can you hear that in the mic if I do that? Yes, I can hear it. 
I probably shouldn't be doing that. It's going to be a nice, uh, nice sound for everybody who's listening. We'll see. I've been drinking iced coffee during this podcast. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. So, God forbid. Yeah. You don't it's drink uh, eight o'clock on a Thursday. I'm drinking iced coffee. So, yeah, you have issues. So I was chewing the leftover ice from the coffee, and it tastes like coffee. So it's good. It's all that's good for you, man. It's all good and well. So I don't know. To answer your question, long story short, no, they should not rebrand. I agree, but I still think they might. So now Vegas will only be missing a basketball team. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get one within the next 10 years. You think so? I think basketball's look I think the NBA is looking for an expansion expansion team and a lot of people think there's going to they're going to put one back in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think it's more it's definitely more cost effective for the NBA to go to Vegas. Yeah, I mean it makes sense three of the four major sports are going to be there. It only makes sense that uh if you can't beat them join them. So, you know, so exactly. just Ex- go to Vegas. I really think they're Is there any Vegas. team in the NBA right now that could relocate? I mean Charlotte I don't think a team would relocate. Okay. I don't think there's any team out there that would relocate. There's no like Oakland situation anywhere with crazy owners. And I don't really think there's any situations in the NBA with like fans that don't give a shit or anything like that. So I think the only reason somebody would move is like if something crazy the happens, should but move I don't, to I don't Vegas. S- that would never happen they should ever, do it. but that would that'd be crazy. I think the only t- time we would see Mets are going to Vegas. Vegas. I think the Mets, Steve Cohen's going to bring the Mets to Vegas. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that'd, that'd be kind of cool. cool. Even I would say that. I'd probably move to Vegas with them. I'd be like, yo, let's go. <laughs> Feed the gambling addiction. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. What else, Zach? What else? Stuff. What else are you feeling today? Have I don't we covered know, all man. the topics? I, I mean, that I, Hunter Green contract extension. It's just like it, we're going through kind of like the first few weeks of baseball. So there's a lot of teams who are who are obviously hot, who will probably fall off the table at some point. AKA Pirates. Not pointing fingers. I'm not pointing fingers here, but yeah, it's just like there's a there's a lot happening, and we can only talk about so much that does happen. That makes it interesting. Yeah, I mean Liam Liam Hendricks did officially oh, yes. announce that he is free of cancer. Claps, so, claps all around. Claps, 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 claps. Dude, I'm so pumped to watch him. Where, do you have the the graphic or the the, the soundbite? What's that? Play the clapping soundbite. Uh, yep. Dip, 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 dip. Claps up for Liam Hendricks. We're proud of him. Oh, oh. Also, I mean, the only other other like news I think that I saw that maybe you want to talk about a little bit is, you know, Jeff Passan talking about if the Angels don't make oh, yeah. the playoffs this year, Otani is definitely going right, to. What leave. the hell? He's not you, traded. What do you? What do you trade Otani for? Well, I I think a he stadium? was all, he was saying like he I think he was saying that the only thing is that. The only reason I think that Jeff Passan thinks that he will be traded is because he knows if they are not in playoff contention, he will leave. Yeah. So there's they have to trade him. There's no reason not to trade him. If you know he's going to leave if you are not in playoff contention, trade the fuck out of him and get something. It's obviously not going to be worth Otani. It's not. You're going to get robbed and you're going to lose Otani. But that's your fault as an organization for bringing this guy in, the best player that we've ever seen, and not putting a winning team around him. That's your fault as ownership. That Rendon contract is your fault. The Pujols contract is your fault. The reason you don't have money is your fault. They made bad decisions. So the reason he's leaving is all on the Angels' ownership. So yeah, and I wouldn't even don't trade him. I don't know if I was like Cohen. I know a lot of people are going to point fingers to him and be like, "Go get Otani." I don't necessarily think I would want to give up a like a massive amount for Otani. Otani, excuse me. When you know he's going to be a free agent in a few months. So I think the only thing that 
Like I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the big market teams don't, like don't the spend Mets, like the Padres, an idiot. The Yankees don't be an idiot and trade all your prospect value away for Otani at the deadline because you know he's going to be a free agent. He's going to look for a big market. I think it's stupid if somebody make a someone a big market at least makes a trade for Otani. I think if Otani does get traded, it's probably going to be just to uh, not a small market, but a smaller market team, not the Dodgers, not the Yankees, not the Mets, not Someone the Padres. A good I think it's going system. to be a, I mean, a smaller market team with a good farm system. Exactly. If if he's going to get traded, that's how I see it happening. I could also see but the that's Dodgers why I just doing, don't do, pulling a trade because the Dodgers are just they have enough capital. They they do. Well, I mean, unfortunately, see like also, they're kind of the favorites to sign him, I would say, at the moment. So there's a lot more incentive to go after him and kind of show him L.A. before free agency. But, well, I mean, I mean he, the he only reason the only, I should say show him be, what, what a Dodger is like. Um, the, only, the only thing I see is is if there is, like, rumblings that, that a team is putting up a big package, then I can maybe see one of the big market teams being like, okay, if someone's going to go get him, then we got to start rolling. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think it's um, going to be Steve Cohen. I think he's a lot I don't. smarter I, than I, that. I, and I, I, would I personally think I think that especially trade time, there's I, – I honestly just don't – I don't even think the Mets have enough to give up for him. No, probably not. Probably not. I don't think the Mets have enough. I think the Yankees maybe barely have enough. They can give up Dominguez and probably – I don't even know what they would give up because, like, I don't even know what they have pitching. Like, they don't have that much pitching wise. I don't think so. You'd have it, to probably bring really up hard uh, what's the, his name, the outfielder, Dominguez. Yeah. That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I uh, but but the Angels are going to want hitters and pitchers for Otani. It's going to be like if, if if he does get traded, it's good. Popular man Jeez. getting calls at eight o'clock on a Thursday, Seriously, dude. It's a number I don't um, know. If, it's probably the insurance company. Uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, if he does get traded, it's going to be the the most. Ins- if we thought the Juan Soto trade was crazy, this is going to be w- even crazier. But I I don't think it's going to happen. Speaking oh, of the Devils, yeah, just I, know, I just saw it. Ugh. The Devils are a good team. I like what I've yeah, been. But we're not talking no, hockey. No. We're not talking hockey, hockey until Jake. Hockey back. preview coming probably Tuesday. It has to come Tuesday. Yeah, hockey preview Tuesday. <laughs> but yeah, no, Zach, I totally agree with you. It's uh, Otani's got to go if you're the Angels by the deadline, if you're not competing. But you, you honestly, you might have to take something that's not that insane for Otani just to get him off of your team and get something for him before he leaves you in free agency. So it's a tough situation that the Angels are going to have to come to grips with, but the, the drama will unfold. So that's good for us baseball fans. It absolutely is. All right. I think that might be it for Dang, me. That's it for me too. Want to get into some picks? Let's, let's do it. Powered by Riverside. All right, so we got picks for Friday, April 21st. It's going to be a beautiful Friday, and I am very excited to be making a pick. I will go first. I'm going to go with the Houston Astros going up against the Atlanta Braves tomorrow, 7-20. It is in Atlanta. I'm a little worried about that. But they got Hunter Brown on the mound tomorrow night, Friday night. Against the Braves, it's going to be a tough lineup. Bryce Elder on the mound for the Braves, out to a great start for them. A nice young pitcher, 1-5 ERA so far in the year. But Hunter Brown is also a very good young pitcher, 1-9 ERA on the year. So I like the Astros in this game. I hope they take it because I am doing pretty good with my picks lately. I am going uh, – this, this, this is a tough pick for me. But I've been I've been going back and forth on this pick. I am going to take the safe route here, and I'm going to go Minnesota Twins over the Washington Nationals. Wow, what a bold but pick! Here's the catch: 
going to take them runs. So I'm going to take that. I'm expecting a big outing from the Twins in D.C. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's one and a half is the line right now. And I think that could be a steal with the way this team, this Minnesota team is swinging the bat. So I'm going Twins minus one and a half. I don't know if you heard, but they did just get slapped around by a, a phenomenal team from Boston. Uh, correct. They did. This is true. All right, uh, roulette spin. Let's do it. All right, pick me a number. Let's do 12. 12 works. Here we go. We got three bucks on 12. If anybody out there thinks we actually are going to hit it, raise your hand right now. Oh, Chris raised his hand. What an idiot. Because there's no possible way that we're going to hit. And we're spinning. We are spinning. We are spinning. spinning. We're spinning. spinning. Here, I'll even we're give spinning. you some sound. Ooh, give me some casino music. There's no music. Just the ball spinning and the lady talking. And three. Damn, I was going to say that. I actually like low-key thought we were just going to win that. Should we do two? Should we yeah, do let's two? do one more. Do two? All right, pick a high number. No, I let's think. stay with 12. You want to stick with 12? Because every time we change... Okay, how about this? We say a single digit... Nope, I already got it. I already got it on 12. It's too late. It's 20 seconds, dude, before every spin. You got to be fast. You're playing like legit blackjack, or excuse me, roulette. I'm on live, yeah. Ah, so that's why. I'm on 12. So it's not rigged, bro. No, I hear you. I hear you. Come on, 12. I don't even see 12. Where is it? Oh my god! Oh no! What? Nine is right next to twelve. One more. One more. One more. Okay. One more. One more. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Pick twelve. Pick twelve. Number. Twelve. Stick with twelve. Twelve again. Oh, I sorry. Ride the vibes. Okay. Twelve. 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 12. I don't know if twelve is gonna be good. Ride dude. the vibes, Zach. Come on. We were just so close. Ride we were just so close. Vibes, to dude. Come on. All right, I did 12. Here we go, here we go. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 12, 12, 12, 12. This lady who's spinning the roulette wheel doesn't give a shit. She's here, like, picking shit out of her nails. Oh, my God! Oh, no. Oh, Zach, you got me so excited. Dude, it hit it. It hit it. It was three again, though. One more. Nope, I'm done. One more. I close out the app. I'm not going back in. All right, everybody. That is our show for Friday, February 21st. Have a good weekend. We will see you on the flip side. Bye, guys. Dude.